cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a cold of silence and it can't go on. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 31st of March 2008. I've been uh, tremendously busy over this weekend, as I am with all weekends. I don't have a day off here. I'm trying to answer mail and email and so on. And so for those I don't get back to, don't feel I'm just knocking you out. It's just that there's too much to do here. There's no staff. And, uh, and I've got a strep throat as well, which doesn't help matters any, but that's just the way it goes. But over this weekend, I was also looking at different articles from across the world uh, about how the world has been taken down and over at the same time, all in unison, everywhere. Same techniques that are used, techniques which show you that planning was done such a long, long time ago for these events. And before I go into it, I should also mention to look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. That's the official website for me. And uh, look into AlanWattSentinel.eu for transcripts in the various languages of Europe. And hopefully I'll be adding uh, more to them. I've got more translators coming in all the time. And the reason people are coming in is because a lot of people are waking up as they see the system. The old system disappearing it's a shock initially because most folk never notice anything unless the media tells them to look. The media tells them what to worry about, what not to worry about. And uh, people will actually disregard their own sensibilities and perceptions and observations if it's not on the media. That's how easy it is. A good example of that is a spraying in the skies. It's been going on now for since 98 continuously. They were testing it long before then, but, but continuously from 9 to 8 onwards. And it's become such a normal occurrence that, that, that NASA has put out a movie for junior schools uh, so that they all get taught these are condensation trails, which tells us all this is a long, long-term project. They're going for the next generation. They'll be grow- growing up and seeing this their whole lives long, no doubt. Most folk think in short-term planning. Very few people have the ability for long-term planning. And by short-term, I mean how many, how many things can you do in the next six months, a year, two years, five years at a stretch. And we hope to see things completed in our lifetime. And because of that natural way of looking at things, they don't see the long, long-term planning of big foundations, institutions, which work and hire and retire men and hire more men every, every generation. They carry on in the same agenda. And that's how the world truly is run. A long, long time ago, when I was small, actually, I remember reading in a newspaper about 
the United Nations and how it was going to bring the minimal health care across the world. And, of course, those countries who were paying for it all at the time, the Western world, it never dawned on them that they would be brought down to minimal as well. And that's been happening for years. As far back as the 70s in Canada, instructions went out from prime ministers, one after the other, over a 10-year period to start crisis creation in the health industry. Now they're going the same route as Europe, where they're bringing nurses in to stand in for doctors as they pull the plug on the healthcare system. And they get the more difficult to get treatment for even simple things. And I'll be back with more of this after these messages. through the matrix and discussing some of the effects we're seeing today. That's what freaks people out really is the effects they see and that's why people go around like little mice chattering about what they're doing today and what they're doing now and what they're going to do next week uh, and without realizing that nothing's happening today that wasn't planned uh, probably long before they were born, M- much, much longer in fact before they were born because you don't set up a system to take over a world, a long-term war, uh, without massive input with think tanks and logistical experts and experts from all different parts of the warfare facilities, the big complex, the military-industrial complex. You don't spend 20, 30 years building up front organizations, which are real institutions or real corporations even, which sell real products to the public, but really they're all backed by CIA and staffed by it. It takes a long, long time to set the groundwork and most of the guys, the big builders, remember what they say about the builders, it would take seven, sometimes eight generations of stonemasons to build a cathedral in Europe in the Middle Ages. The guys who started it and the guys who worked through it knew they lived their whole lives on projects they would never see completed. That's how the system has run. And today, today, as I say, we're seeing the, the rumblings of the effects just starting throughout the whole world. Because in warfare, to conquer a people, you must conquer the mind first of all. And that was done through primarily through a standardized international education system. It's also done by making sure that a few main news handlers, like AP and routers and so on, are really all one. Repetition, remember, as Russell said, is very important to indoctrinate the people. And the media all cooperates, all the media cooperate in this big plan to shape your minds. And I remember in Britain, when the news would come on at 6 o'clock at night, now it's very small, and there, were, there was no sports in it. There was no Hollywood in it whatsoever. The only sports that came on was on a Saturday in the afternoon for a couple of hours. And it was almost overnight one, one week. At the end of the week, uh, it was nothing but sport, sport, sport. Everything was changed. And then I, they gradually brought the Hollywood bimbos in and their affairs and all this stuff, uh, fashion, 
and all the rest of it until you had the surrealistic, in no time at all, a surrealistic world of, of supposedly news where horror was mixed with trivia and farce. And this was a technique, of course, they discussed and was published as well in various people who worked at the Tavistock Institute in London, the, the premier institute for, for mind control, you might say. And I saw it. I lived through the stages where they changed everything and until everything is sports and Hollywood and so on mixed with horror and slaughter and, uh, and so on until nothing is real. Nothing really is real. And the newspapers at the same time changed as well from being very conservative, in other words, just news papers with, with, and no commentaries by the journalists, just straightforward facts as it was given to them. And it changed to more, more commentaries. And you find that with reporters now they get a, a commentary, their take on whatever they're discussing or, or writing about. And, but the same newspapers suddenly became full of sports. And, and then in came the, the, the rock era and so on, drugs, yada, yada. And promoted from the top down. And I was so amazed to see the BBC that I knew at that time too uh, was all staffed by people from Eton. They wouldn't take any members of the public unless they came from Eton and on their payrolls to, to keep it all in the upper crust family, you see. So here's the upper crust, the ones that you would think would be the last ones to push the, the base rock and roll, sex, drugs and all, all that stuff. They were the ones who were doing all the pushing. And at that time, the BBC was the only station on television you could get in Britain. It was rather phenomenal. And I noticed that. And I, I did ask questions to, to older people. Then they couldn't answer my questions for me. Um, in fact, they were astounded that I was even asking why those who control the country were promoting what seemed to be the very anti-establishment system uh, from the top. They were promoting it. And we all know today, uh, and, and through many exposés about it, that the big secret service type societies, like like um, departments, high departments of the CIA, and even ones above the CIA, and yes, there are people above them too, were bringing in drugs. And, and MI6 was doing the same in Britain, and funding lots of their big black ops, their budgets, with uh, with this kind of money, knowing darn well that down the roads they'd have a situation where people would be crowded into inner cities and there would be problems there. But they wanted the problems. You cannot build up a police force into an army. And that's what they have done in every country in the Western world. They've built police forces into armies, huge armies. You couldn't do it without a reason. You had to create the problem to get the solution. And this war on drugs was the greatest one they could think of, and it's worked very well. All the science fiction movies that came out in the 60s, 70s, and 80s showed a future of overcrowded cities uh, with a, a tremendously, tremendous poverty at the bottom, the masses were in poverty. And you would have these stormtrooper-type cops that would go into the inner cities all dressed in this strange body armor that we now see appearing, but the sci-fi guys got it right, apparently, 30 and 40 years ago. And they got it right because they had it from the horse's mouth. They got all the stories to write about from the futurist society. 
programming. And also, when the video games came in, that was a clincher. I knew a generation were going to be raised into adulthood, at least in time to join the forces. And with the breakdown, the destruction of family, and even a war between male and female that didn't exist before, being pushed by Gloria Steinem and others, who now it's publicly admitted they were funded by the CIA, then I knew there'd be no opposition to this, and children going up pick the powerful ones to follow. They pick the same characters that they had in their video games, the guys who win with the big guns, and the ninja outfits, the, the black suits. And I knew by the immigration they were bringing in, massive immigration, and in a country, remember, during the 60s and 70s in Britain, which was being de-industrialized, de-industrialized heavily, massive unemployment, welfare roles were incredible at that time, all by design because it was planned to de-industrialize Britain when they signed the last part of the United Nations Treaty. Old Winston did more than just lie to the public over and over. And I knew, as I say, that one day they were setting up, they were actually setting up a, a chessboard for trouble down the road, which they would spark when it was time, because I knew an age of chaos was being planned. To bring a whole new system in with a totally different way of living, and I mean so alien to where we are even now, they'd have to create total chaos. That's chaos from every direction, You're, for food, for work, for gasoline, for shelter, energy of all kinds. And now they have built up these massive armies of faceless creatures we call police and military. They built them up for the present day. In the Daily Mail, they're starting to use these faceless characters just like the sci-fis, as I say, that they brought out in the 70s and 80s. And the Daily Mail has this particular article from the 27th of March, 2008. Thousand police raid drug gangs, drug gangs in North London. In other words, they sent 1,100 cops, an army of police, all dressed up with their gear, into the streets in parts of London. It says here, police today smashed gangs dealing in Class A drugs and stolen goods in a series of unprecedented swoops. Remember, this is official cop release, so you don't know what's true. In one of the Met's biggest operations, more than 1,100 1, officers stormed 40 addresses. I mean, isn't that overkill? And 19 firms in Islington. Investigators focused on a network involved in heroin, cocaine, stolen goods, and fraud. Now, the heroin, anyone who's followed the drug wars, should try to get a call with a book, is called Dope Incorporated, Dope Inc., with the history of these particular drugs, with all the evidence in it of who brought it in, who set it up. We know forever, for instance, that the French connection even made movies about it. All the heroin, the heroin comes from France, from Marseille, some from Germany now. They bring in cocaine, stolen food, goods and fraud, supposedly, for this raid. 
In one raid, police stormed Blackstock Road, hitting 19 businesses from butchers to internet cafes and fast food outlets. Now, you understand this is also a training exercise, not just to get the public accustomed to this, but also to get the cops accustomed to it, to get them hardened. A stretch of the North London Road was barricaded as more than 40 vans ferried officers in riot gear. Police hope to pick up at least 70 suspects. Hours earlier, 40 warrants, 40 warrants, were executed in dawn swoops in North and Northwest London. Other addresses in Hertfordshire and Gloucestershire and Leeds were also targeted. If you see the photographs here, nothing but cops, armies of cops in the streets. Back with more after the following messages. Hi, I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix. And I've been reading from an article from the Daily Mail, 27th of March 2008, concerning these massive armies of police now raiding homes, businesses, and so on in parts of London. Get used to it because that's how they're training us for the future. Because we're all going to get packed into these big overcrowded cities and they'll have their goon squads to, to rapidly deploy. And that's what rapid deployment forces are all about. These combinations of police from other areas all come together, called rapid deployment forces. You thought it was just the military under the United Nations. No, it's also all your police as well. And they'll be raiding your places, you see, to see if you have an extra tin of beans that wasn't on your debit card and you didn't get marked off for it, or whatever else is in your home. They're training you to be helpless, and to feel powerless as we steamroll into this new world order. It's coming to a place near you. Read the article for yourself and look at the photographs they give you. Incredible photographs. Just thousands and thousands of these guns. A lot of women there too, if that's what they are. And uh, it's just an, an, an incredible army going through streets to raid the people. Fantastic. Who'd have ever thought, eh? in jolly old England. And I'll, I'll go to the caller since we have a bunch already. Um, we got, I'll take John. Uh, he's from London. He, I think he's a long distance, so we'll try him first. Hello, John, are you there? Yes, hello, Alan. Yes. It's a pleasure to speak to you, Matt. Um, I've been listening to your show now for about a year, and uh, it's this good stuff. I'll keep up. Um, I just wanted to ask you all about um, what you know about Manly Pete Hall and what your opinions on his thoughts and philosophies and stuff, and uh, if I could, after you answer, if I could come back and speak to you about um, the Blackstock Road that happened uh, at the weekend. Yes. Well, Manly P. Hall was definitely a high mason. He is an interesting phenomenon. You'll find some of the high masons were funded by very wealthy women, and it was a, a, a multimillionaires who funded him to sit and write all of his books for the Masonic institutions, and part of it was to set up what they called the Philosophic Society, a front cover for all New Age, what we now call New Age-type books and phenomena. Uh, but um, a long time ago, uh, he talked about interdependence, global interdependence would be brought to the world. Everything, in fact, in this whole system uh, to do with the, the end of private property 
at the end of marriage and so on, might come as a shock to people to realize it comes from the books of Freemasonry, the very high books of Freemasonry. And even that even the gender end, end of uh, even the traditional marriages and so on, and the advocation that a school system would be, a universal school, school system would indoctrinate the children, that was all pushed by high Freemasons worldwide. And it's almost exactly the same as the Communist Manifesto. It's, it's a, interwoven completely with it. Manly P. Hall in his speech at Carnegie Hall uh, in New York, it was December 2nd, 42. This is what he says. It's mere physical reconstruction of ravaged countries and the reorganization of political, economic, and social systems is a lesser task we will face. That's the lesser task. The larger problem and the great challenge is in how to set up a new world order or a new order of world ethics firmly established on a foundation of democratic idealism. They are recognizing the necessity of conceiving the world as one interdependent structure. These are the same terms that Margaret Thatcher later on used and George Bush and so on. But it's all from Freemasonry, all of this whole agenda. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I just want uh, one more thing, Alan. Um, uh, the Blackstock Road raid went on uh, that happened at the weekend. Yes. Um, in, in, I don't know if you heard about it over there, but in the UK, um, it was uh, reported in the news that these people who were basically being targeted were um, Algerians. That was the way it was portrayed in the news. You know, our guys are going to get these, um, you know, these these foreigners, these foreign types, because they're they're doing drugs and doing full of illegal things, and that's the that's the way it was sold here, Al. That makes sense, because I say I saw them setting up the chessboard by the massive immigration and then concentrating these immigrants in specific areas, and it was evident to me that one day they would cause explosions in those areas. That's why they were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll thank you. Thanks for calling. Thanks a lot. Take care. Yeah, they set up the grand chessboard long ago, and now they're stirring it up because they want riots to start and ethnic strife to start. Britain is a past master at this past master. No one else has, has these techniques down off pat as they do. As they're, the, they're the world's leaders for it. Uh, now we'll go to Morris in Austin, Texas. Are you there, Morris? Uh, yes, Alan. I appreciate your show. and just wanted to talk about a situation that's going here in Texas with the Trans-Texas Corridor and the toll roads. Basically what they're doing is they're having a, a change agent voted in today during the executive session. And this is something that they slipped in that they normally do during their monthly meetings yeah. in the Capital Area Metropolitan Planning Organization. They have uh, CQRMA, which is the Capital Area Metropolitan. Uh, uh, they've basically taken the place of TxDOT. But basically what they've done, Alan, is we have a board that the people that are building the roads are not the same people as taxation without representation. Yeah. The people that are building the roads, uh, Campo uh, and CTRMA, which they don't line up. They're not even, they're people voting for roads that the CTRMA can't even build. Yeah, Basically, hold, hold, hold on and we'll finish this after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
Hi, I'm Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the matrix, and we have Morris from Austin, from Texas, on the line, talking about the, the toll road situation down there. Would you like to continue, Morris? Uh, yes, sir. Well, basically, we have a, in my opinion, a Logan Act violator with Terry going to Turkey, and I'll make it real brief, but the bottom line is that the people that are voting for roads are not even the same people that are building the roads. Yes. That's how convoluted it's gotten. If you look at our capital, uh, Campo, uh, Capital Area Metropolitan Organization, we have another organization that's taking the place of TxDOT, which is a puppet called the CQMA. And they're the ones that are actually going to borrow money to build these roads. Yeah. And so the bottom line is the same people that are building the roads are not even the same people that we elect mm-hmm. that are funding the roads. You know, Hayes County is not even a part of the CTRMA, but they're on the board. Yeah. And we have unelected officials. So what I'm saying is so convoluted that that you'd have to be totally insane to realize and, and, and unless you've, you know, probably 60% of Austin doesn't even know what Campo represents. Yeah. Uh-huh. But but the, the problem is that it's so convoluted, the people that are building the roads are not the people that are voting for the roads to be built. Yeah. And some of the people in other counties voting for these, along with people that are on the boards that are not elected. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like building the Audubon. Yeah. And whether it's the Trojan horse or whether it's the Audubon or whether it's the Trans-Texas Corridor, it's all done the same way. Yeah. It's by yeah. deception. It's, it's done by the, the ignorance of the public who are not kept informed or else they don't want to be informed. And everything is contracted out today, as you know. Uh, it's a, lot of, a lot of money goes into pockets during these contract deals. I know that for a fact because there's people within state governments who keep me informed they're up in the business in the offices that actually deal with this and we, uh, yeah, yeah. the corruption the corruption itself is massive it's an old boys network and uh, and it's all done up um, uh, really it, it's outside of law in a sense it's like a parallel system and it's done with the acquiescence of the people because they don't know to in order to object they don't know what's happening Right, and we collect over $120,000 a month yeah. at these cash toll booths where people throw in their money instead of having a tracker chip on their windshield. Yeah. And so they, they pay the tolls, and it's a break-even proposition, which I believe is actually a losing proposition. But the CTRMA has even admitted that these toll booths that collect $120,000 a month mm-hmm. or break even, and yeah. yet this is supposed to, you know, increase our con- you know transportation and relief congestion. But hey, I just wanted to tell you, you and Jack Otto and and John Satmiller and Republic Broadcasting and Sandra, everybody, I, I I have never called into your show before, but I, you and I really connect. Connect and, and I just want to let everybody know that I do believe in Yahweh, my creator. That's my God. And I, I thank you, and I really appreciate your show. Thanks for calling. Yeah, everything today is so convoluted because it's done through corruption. And at the top, they don't see it being good psychopaths. At the top, they, they can rationalize anything to suit themselves. 
and they take their payoffs quite simply and easily with uh, no difficulty whatsoever. And most money ends up in private pockets and the rest of these big deals. Like Halliburton's an umbrella company, and uh, they seem to, we've never been told why, they're the only company authorized to bring in this global structure across the planet. But really, uh, they, they simply take the, the, big, uh, the cream off the milk and they pass on through subcontractors all the jobs down below. That's how the system really works from the federal government right down to your local. Okay, we've got Mohammed from Oregon there. Are you there? Yes, Mohammed. of course, indeed. Uh, thank you very much for taking my call, uh, Mr. Allen. And uh, not only uh, your ex-caller appreciates you, we all appreciate you for what you're doing through RPN and WTPRN and you have, uh, uh, you know, give us the, the truth and let us uh, uh, get the truth from you. Otherwise, we don't get the truth, I mean, uh, 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 in CNN or MSNBC. Yeah. My comments are on Iran situations are very, very tense right now. Mm-hmm. It, it is uh, it's called Operation Bites, April 6th. Yeah. A sneak attack by U.S. forces on Iran planned. Russia military sources warned. And uh, they are asking for emergency U.N. Security Council to possibly to not this happens. And uh, uh, United States are going to use the uh, B-52 bomber from Diego uh, 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 islands in near Indian Ocean, mm-hmm. and uh, they are going to uh, bomb Iran 4 a.m. Uh, April 6 until 4 p.m. local time. And I have seen another two other version of the same story. One from Officer Jack uh, from RBN. Uh, that he's very respected to, like your, you. Uh, he said that uh, actually there is going to be uh, three cities nuked in in United States. Uh, I, I wouldn't go along that line, to be honest. Uh, all these predictions end up being being uh, nonsense. And in the, in the, 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 these guys have been at this for a long time with predictions. I'll tell you how things work in the real world. In the real world, no one has a clue when it hits you. It's when you least expect it. And it's generally the last thing you would expect. Right now, United uh, Europe is amalgamating all of the armies, and the top uh, uh, military boys have just announced it. They must unite the armies because they're going to have riots across the whole continent of Europe in the very near future over food, the lack of food, because of a supposed uh, decline in crops. That's what's happening too. You, you see, we don't look at the op, what's really there. These guys, remember, are long-term planners, and what, they'll hit us with, with plagues when it's the right time, and more than anything else. Uh, there's an age of chaos when you bring everything in at once, and that's the only way you can terrify public. Very simple animalistic behavioral control. You terrify the victims. And that's what they're going to bring down. They have sitting ducks today. They have a, a dumbed-down, stupefied, um, spoiled, TV-ridden uh, culture uh, that can't imagine it ever changing. 
and they could never feed themselves if they had to. They wouldn't know even how to pick a vegetable out of a garden if they saw it. Um, they're sitting ducks for what's coming down. Uh, they have no clue of the real world. They live in the matrix that's been given to them, and they'll, they'll crack up completely, and there will be riots. That's why the Department of Defense published 30 years of rioting, starting very shortly and escalating. Right. The big boys have taken over the world's entire food supply. They've used um, genetic warfare uh, on the crops of the world in certain areas, Africa. And now it's got a crop disease, a wheat disease. It goes for the stem and it's spread now into Iraq. And remember, those Iraqis were forced to use Monsanto. Monsanto's particular crop is wide open to this particular disease. And the same thing is now going into Iran and Pakistan. So it's yes. spreading. And so they're going to after your, your wood supply. They've already contaminated your water supply. They add chemicals and drugs to it. And right. they're spraying us like bugs. These are the things that we do know about, and that's the things to keep your eyes open for, because the boys are playing for everything that you need for individual and collective survival. Yeah, but, but you remember that two months ago there was uh, three places Homeland Security had a drill, uh, dirty bombs. Uh, the Portland was one of them, mm-hmm. and uh, Phoenix, and uh, uh, another uh, island uh, in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, so they had exercise already in Portland. So with the Webster. Uh, analogy of the situation, I mean, I was just was worried that maybe we will have something uh, coming this week or very soon in Portland, and we were worried. So if, if, anything, us- if anything happens, it will be either a pandemic, which is real, has been released, or else they'll just show someone on a stretcher carried by people in, in biochemical suits. That's all we have to get shown. And, and then they go into panic mode. Uh, it's just like the mad cow disease. They kept showing the same one cow staggering across uh, the farmyard in every country over and over uh, for a whole year, the same cow. And, they told, and because of that, they killed off the whole meat supply of Britain. Uh, we're dealing here with masters. These guys do the biggest deception you can imagine. Like Adolf Hitler said, if you're going to tell a lie, make sure it's a really big lie. Because people can understand little lies, because they do it in their little lives too. But it's the big lie they can't imagine ever telling, and that's what they do. Um, so we're very, very careful about predictions and so on. Now, we do know that, that Brown in Britain has been in, ma- in the national papers. He himself is hyped up all now, right now, telling us it's definitely going to be the plague. And we also know that those particular exercises in the U.S., uh, were primarily geared, not what they said, to do with fallout from dirty bombs, but actually to do with plague containment. That's what it's really all about. Yes, indeed. And actually in Long Beach, California, in the north-bound uh, uh, freeways, they have seen uh, many, 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 many tanks and uh, many, many armored cars going north uh, wards uh, yeah. in, in Long Beach, California. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So I mean, so, so you're telling us we don't need to be worried or we half and half? Something like that? I'm not worried about the predictions. I've listened to these guys talking about nukes for years and given predictions when it's going to happen. Most of that comes out of disinformation, info specialists and psyops 
and it spread down to the bottom to keep everybody in a panic. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. so, so that's good. Thank you for your clarification, indeed, because so I feel a little bit uh, better and uh, calmer too. Because I was worried because yeah, but don't, don't let it get to you. As I say, it's a common thing. They've been passing this disinfo forever. A while back, it was yap, yap, yap all over talk radio about something going off in a New York harbor. That came from psyops as well. Oh, I see. Thank yeah. you very much indeed for the all thanks, the clarification you have made. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Now we've got Maggie in Texas there. Are you there, Maggie? Hello, Ellen. Um, I have a question about Freemasonry, but uh, first, Morris's call um, <clears throat> uh, reminded about the uh, Trans-Texas Corridor and uh, toll roads reminded me that <clears throat> quite recently a very, very key player in um, that whole situation, died unexpectedly. He had been in the uh, he had been in the news on an almost daily basis, and it just made he was chairman of the uh, Texas Transportation Commission, uh-huh. and his death made no difference whatsoever. It's just it's absolutely amazing. It was like a yeah. non-event. It shows yeah. how interchangeable they all are. They are, <laughs> and what they do is they, they set up what they call must bees. A must be means that they go ahead with their agenda. Uh-huh, Nothing uh-huh. is going to stop it. No public input, complaint, demonstration is going to have any effect on it whatsoever. We right, saw that in right. Australia. In Australia, when Prime Minister Howard was in, he said on, on, on national television over in radio, or in, in radio in Australia, he said, I came into this office with a mandate. A mm-hmm, mandate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and he said that nothing and no amount of protestation is going to affect it. He says, go, go ahead and make as many protests as you want. It says nothing is going to change this mandate. Yes, and that's I the same see. the world over now. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> My question about Freemasonry, um, I've wondered about this for a long time. You're the person who can answer it. Um, noticing that <clears throat> how, many, uh, how many people of importance are high-level Freemasons yeah. and assuming that it must take some degree of time and work to get there, I would like to know how do the truly ambitious uh, people advance through Freemasonry. Is it is it done like in classes, like like a school? Or uh, actually, up, up, up to the thirty second degree, it's not difficult. But then most folk go into the Blue Lodge. They all go into the Blue Lodge to start, right? Mm-hmm. And the Blue Lodge they do their three degrees. Yes. And from there, they can go into either the York Lodge, the right, okay. or they can go into the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. They have the two to choose from uh, to go up the ladder quickly. If you can pay the money, um, you can get up very quickly. You pay up to the 32nd degree. The 33rd is honorary. And However, you're also tested along the way according to any particular gift that you have that they could use. Right. So if you have importance as a newspaper man in a local area, uh, anything like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. Uh, they'll help you up. Uh-huh. Okay, but as, now as far as the... Uh as far as the actual reading that and study that must be done, is it self-paced? So each person goes at their own... Some their of own? them, when they want them up badly enough, they're almost uh, carried through, you might say. Uh, all they have to remember is, is uh, that we ask questions and they have to give repetitious answers. I see. Okay. So say they want someone, they want to promote someone, then that person can get up there <coughs> relatively quickly. Is that correct? There's a, a guy on one of the talk radio stations who got the 32nd degree in a week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, well, that, ex- that explains a few things. I've often wondered where, 
how people found the time to do this. Who well, are... they don't do heavy study into anything uh, at all, to be honest with you. Okay. And, and even those guys don't know an awful lot. But mm -hmm. the ones, see, if you have particular abilities or you're in a good position of control over people in some way, there are also a side degree that can pull you off from the main lodge and you're given the real inner truth to the agenda. I Most see. of them never get it. Okay, thank you very much. Um, I've also noticed that there's a resurgence of women's lodges, not Eastern Star, but women's lodges. Yeah, there's hundreds of them, different names. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh-huh, you're right. Cuba, some of it's starting in Cuba and yes. going to Latin America. Okay, I'll get off. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. Yeah, there's only one religion running the world, and that's it, it's masonry. And it's every little village, it's in every town, every city. And just look at the billboards, just drive into the towns across Canada, for instance, and it's the first big billboard you'll meet. Welcome to Sudbury, for instance. And there's all the myriads of the different associations of the Freemasonry, male and female. And that tells you who runs that town. And that they do. Uh, now we've got PJ from the UK there. Are you there, PJ? Good evening, Alan. Thank you very much for your program. And thank you for highlighting that police raid in London. The size of the raid is important, but one is shocking thing is, um, it's probably a number of years since you live here, but it's even shocking for me who does live here, they are wearing the European Union uniform of blue and yellow. That is the European Rapid, rapid Reaction yeah. Force uniform. Would you believe that? I, I do, and that's the right term. See, we, we all thought that Rapid Reaction was to do with the UN and military going abroad somewhere. No, it's at home. <laughs> oh, yes. And during that, uh, just one brief thing, I know you're running out of time, but uh, under the Blair government, he signed the European arrest warrant, where, which is that if the European police, which is actually... Uh, can you hold on for this break? Can you? Hi folks, Alan Watt back, cutting through the matrix, and we've got PJ still on the line from the UK. Now continue, please. Okay, thank you very much, Alan. I'll just be very brief. Now, this is the culmination of Tony Blair agreeing to the European arrest warrant, because well, the way it will be worked is it doesn't have to be police coming across the channel on a boat. It's uh, a combined operation with British police. But that is quite a shocking photograph, blue yeah. and yellow. No police force wears blue and yellow. But that's the European Union arrest warrant. And just as briefly, you probably know this, uh, the European arrest warrant has a clause in it. If they come in here and arrest you, say, French police come in here to arrest a British person, and if in the course of arresting you they shoot you dead, they have immunity for life. That's oh, okay. in the legislation. Yeah. And uh, you can check that out. But that photograph is, is massive, and I'll save that, and if you'd like to save it too, and send it down to Charles Sattler, because it's such a telling photograph. But thank it you is. for highlighting that. It's a shape of things to come everywhere. Oh, I, I, even I, who am immersed in this almost as much as you are, I'm quite shocked to see that photograph. Yes. It's quite shocking. It but the one thing, the Daily Mail is a campaigning newspaper, and um, it's um, how many years since you lived in the UK, by the way? I'll be back and forth uh, up until 10 oh, years ago. Yeah. I lived in um, Bronte, Ontario, and in Alberta, two very different parts of Canada. But uh, I have to say one thing, last point. Canada is the home of political correctness. I think they invented it. How do you put up with that there? I'm very non-correct. I'm very incorrect in everything here. <laughs> well, you have to... People understand that. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll talk to you again, but thank you for highlighting that. Thanks for calling. Thanks a lot. Yes, it's, it's, it's incredible what they're doing. They're also eradicating the histories of Ireland. And again, deculturalization. There's many ways of genocide and destroying history. Is one, Tara, one of the oldest, oldest, ancient 
site in Ireland has been destroyed for a motorway to go through it. And uh, Tara uh, goes back to ancient times, uh, pre-biblical times even, uh, although some people say it was founded by even the daughter, whether real or imaginary, of Jeremiah. And there's an old Pictish fort there, even a wooden one underneath the other one, but there's about 5,000 B.C., and it's been completely destroyed to eradicate the history, part of the history of Ireland. You wouldn't believe what's going on in this world today because you want to bring in a culture, a world culture, a new type of culture where we're all one, all the same, all politically correct. What a world that would be, eh? We all talk like robots to each other and we, we can't see anything unique. Mind you, most folk can't see very much unique today because they don't think for themselves. And now I've got uh, Rick on California. Maybe very quick, we'll try and fit him in. Hi, Alan. Yes. Hi. Um, I was just curious, um, what happens up in the 300s um, degrees, uh, and who, 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 who occupies those kind of positions? Well, then, then you're into to the real money boys and high royalty as well, because uh, noble, the noble orders take over uh, uh, from the 33rd degree. Who occupies the 360th degree today, do you know? Or, I don't know who, who it would be. I'm sure they're even above Brzezinski and the guys that you see on the media. They say they're the headmasters. They, they never appear in the public limelight for, for good reason. Uh, and they, these are the characters who really control the, the world. But there's very, very old family names involved. But they do tend to keep themselves out of the newspapers, out of all media. Uh, so anyone who appears in the media as a front, even the Rockefeller family, um, they're high up, certainly, but they're, they're not the creme de la creme. You mentioned the, um, uh, a certain family, um, I can't, can't remember the name of it, but uh, it, it, it's, it's, you know, the people who do the, the astrology books and stuff, there's the same name. Um, God, I can't remember. But anyway, the thing is, uh, we'll, we'll carry us on the next time. Yeah, definitely. Okay. The, show is, the show is ending right okay, now. Okay, th thank you very much, Alan. And so from Hamish, myself, up in a, a wet and cold Ontario, Canada, it's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you.